Boom, Michigan State gets another four-star commit in Jalen Thompson out of Cast Tech. So, of course, we talk about him and what this means for the 2023 class. Then also, Mel Tucker and Xavier Henderson speak with media. And, oh, yeah, we sneak some basketball talk. And at the end of the show, let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The most wonderful people in the whole entire world. Of, ta- of course, I'm talking about you guys, the listeners and viewers of Lockdown Spartans. Thank you so much for kicking off your day with us or spending this Monday evening because, yes, on YouTube, we dropped this video a little early because we got some pretty big news today. Uh, just, you know, uh, casually, Michigan State's 2023 class's 11th four-star commit of the cycle as Jalen Thompson joins the class. We are going to spend the whole first segment talking about him, the rest of the class, and really just um, how incredible Michigan State football recruiting is and what a time to be alive it is here. Uh, But before getting to any of that, hey, just want to politely ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to this here podcast or YouTube channel, however you are digesting this media, yeah, give us give us a follow or a review or a comment below if you're watching on YouTube or anything that makes you happy, really. And also, LockdownSpartans at gmail.com is the best place to find us for any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that. And all right, now that we got the good old housekeeping out of the way, let's talk about the man of the hour, Jalen Thompson. Yes, that's right, the defensive lineman out of Cast Tech just down the road from East Lansing, commits to Michigan State Six foot three kid, 245 pounds, a top 200 recruit in the country per 24 7 sports. He is the number 30 ranked defensive line recruit, then also the number three ranked kid in the whole state. Point blank, I, you don't have to be an expert to figure this one out, but that's another good pickup for Michigan State. Mel Tucker, Brandon Jordan, Marco Coleman, and the whole Spartan staff. Uh, that is just how you simply get it done. Uh, yeah, kids rated four stars for a very good reason. He's got the size, six foot three, two forty-five, just like I said. And a lot of scouts that have watched his game also remark on how there's still room for him to grow. You get him in a good strength and conditioning program like Michigan State. Okay, the, the kid's frame is only going to get better. He has a rangy uh, wingspan. He's got a good first step. He is going to be that solid edge rusher, defensive end, you know, disciplined guy when it comes to stopping the run, but of course has that growing pass rushing game that's only going to get better with the wonderful coaching of Brandon Jordan, Marco Coleman, just like we listed. So yes, this is a kid that is absolutely one to get fired up about, and you really get fired up about him. You really get fired up about him when you uh, when you really figure out who this kid picked Michigan State over. Uh, his final five was, of course, our Spartans, his future team, the Michigan State Spartans, the Ohio State Buckeyes, if you've ever heard of them. They were in his top five as well. Same with Cincinnati, who was probably third place, if not maybe even second place in the final five here. And then Penn State and Pitt were also named in his final five, but he also held offers from Everywhere. Again, the kid's a highly rated four-star. So, yes, he had a USC offer, a Georgia offer, Notre Dame, Michigan, etc. Yeah, a whole lot of programs wanted this super talented kid. And he is coming to Michigan State because Tuck coming. And same with the rest of Michigan State's staff. So, yes, this is a big one. 
definitely one to celebrate, and it was a kid that has been on Michigan State fans' radar for quite some time. Especially the Michigan State fans that are heavily in the weeds of recruiting and then care way too much about juniors and sophomores in high school and what their future college decisions are going to be. Kind of like me. Um, because, yeah, just like I said, this kid went to Cass Tech. And if you remember, not too long ago, Michigan State hires Cass Tech's head coach, Thomas Wilcher, to be on their staff. So when, you know, Mr. Wilcher gets hired, you start to think, hey, does he coach Jalen Thompson? Isn't that going to be a really good relationship to have in the walls of Michigan State's football facility? Hopefully that gives Michigan State a leg up here for this four stars recruitment. That it did. And now here you are, sitting with number three kid in the state of Michigan, now coming to Michigan State. That is sensational. But also, let's just talk about the class two because, um, hey, look, we talked about it. There, there was a little bit of a dip, some some slowness in recruiting, if you will, after such a hot June. But now we're starting to pick back up. You got By Job, another edge rusher. You got Stanton Rommel, an offensive tackle. And now you got Jalen Thompson as well. Those are three incredible four-star athletes that are coming to your program now. And it's incredible how many four-stars are coming to Michigan State. Uh, right now, the 2023 class sits at 14 kids verbally committed. 11 of those. 11 of those kids are four-star players. That is a silly sentence to say. If you just think of where Michigan State recruiting was two years ago, three years ago, Four years, honestly, I, hey, look, I, I, I'm legally obligated to say this every time we talk recruiting, but it has never been better in East Lansing. Uh, let's just, hey, paint a picture of that right now. So, like I said, 11 four-star kids committed to just the 2023 class. In the five-year window, from 2017 to 2021, how many four-stars were there combined in those five years? I'll give you a drum roll. I'll give you a little bit of time. It was ten. Ten total four-stars in that five-year span. And in this one class alone, a class that is still growing, a class that still has room for more kids, is already sitting with 11 of these four-stars. So, yes... When I say recruiting's never been better, when the experts at Rivals and 24-7 Sports say recruiting is hot at Michigan State, that's not hyperbole, that's not exaggeration, that is a cold hard truth, and whoo, my goodness gracious, is Tucker trucking along here. Uh, so, Michigan State now enters back into the top 20 for their nationally ranked class. Uh, they are third in the Big Ten right now as far as 2023 classes go. Uh, Ohio State, of course, has the best class in the conference. Uh, they actually have the fourth best class in the country because uh, they, they have 17 four-stars and one five-star committed to their class. So, yeah, Ohio State still doing okay on the recruiting trail. And then Penn State is the number two class in the conference. They are also 12th overall in the country. They have 13 four-stars and also one five-star as well. Now, Michigan State's sitting at third in the Big Ten, just inside the top 20 nationally, and look, that's incredible in its own, right? But it's also how they're building this class as well, and this is a conversation we just had on yesterday's show with John Garcia, so I'm going to be reiterating a lot of things, but it, it's important to note, especially with Jalen Thompson just committing, how Michigan State has built this class, because look, Jalen Thompson for the 2023 class at Michigan State is the fourth highest commit 
that Michigan State has on their board. He's only behind by Job, Andrew DePape, and Stanton Rommel. Okay, that means three of MSU's top four commits are defensive linemen. So, okay, if you needed any more evidence that the Brandon Jordan hire, that the Marco Coleman hire weren't already home runs, there's exhibit number 827 right there that you have incredible defensive line commits coming to you. But also really shines the light on how much emphasis is in the trenches for Mel Tucker and Michigan State because that is a star-studded defensive line class. But also, it's the other side of the ball too, and this is really what we talked a lot about with John Garcia on yesterday's show, is that you have Clay Whedon, okay? That offensive guard. Could play some tackle too if you need him to. Four-star kid. Another four-star in Stanton Rommel. Top 200 kid. Great offensive tackle. Jonathan Slack, which, hey, just like Jalen Thompson, from Detroit. Three-star kid, interior lineman. And then Cole Dellinger out of Clarkston. Another four-star lineman. That's three top 400 kids that are linemen entering your 2023 class. It is becoming increasingly clear. As the years go on, what gives teams the upper hand in football, in college football especially? It's the trenches, right? I mean, you just had to watch one quarter of Georgia versus Michigan last year in the college football playoff to realize that, oh, trenches are how you become not just great, but elite in college football. And with that group of four guys on the offensive line, just like John Garcia was saying yesterday, John Garcia, if you don't know, he is the director of football recruiting at Sports Illustrated, so he knows a thing or two about this, is saying that Michigan State has probably a top 10 offensive line class in the nation coming in, maybe even a little higher. So that's how you are sitting in the top 20. The trenches, the trenches, the trenches, and oh yeah, hey, Look, you have some other talented kids as well, like Jordan Hall, great linebacker. You have Chance Rucker, a solid cornerback. You have Demetrius Bell, who I think the role of at receiver. So, yes, you do have some kids that aren't just in the trenches, but the focus for this class has been in the trenches. They add another great one with Jalen Thompson. So, God, look at us just rocking and rolling here. And we're going to keep on rocking and rolling here. We're going to talk more football on the other side of this short break here, but I just got to talk your ear off about betonline.net. That's right. We've been talking about betonline.net for quite some time because, well, they are the number one online source for all your odds, lines, and games. Get ready for this upcoming college football season, the pro season. Hey, even the NBA bets are out there at BetOnline because they are the number one source for everything that you need to have for betting. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, find all of your favorite sports and events at, I'll say it again, the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. That's right, FedEx Cup Championships coming up this weekend. Uh, Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They got you covered top to bottom. So head to Bet Online today, use your mobile device, learn more about the trends and actions. That is at Bet Online where the game starts. And also, before kicking off this segment and finding out what Xavier Henderson and Mel Tucker said at practice today, thank you again for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. The Ultimate College Football Preview is here. A seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and the Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to get ready for the college football season all in one spot. Just search the Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you beautiful people get your podcasts. All right, 
It was Mondays with Mel. And he spoke to the wonderful media contingent of Michigan State. Of course, we're talking guys like Chris Solari from uh, the Detroit Free Press, Matt Charbonneau, Detroit News, Matt Wenzel from MLive. I'm shouting all these guys out because they are the hardworking media that go to these press conferences. They tweet out a lot of these quotes, which is uh, what we're going to read from right now. As predicted, you know, Mel Tucker doesn't give all too much away at press conferences, but he did have some, um, it's not earth-shattering news, but it's notable news. For sure, uh, as we are less than two weeks out from kickoff against Western. And it's a few position changes. Uh, like, number one, okay, Hamp Fay, uh, the quarterback from Texas, now probably a fourth-string quarterback, or not so fast, my friends, because uh, he has moved to safety. Yes, now uh, one of your backup safeties is six foot five, Hamp Fay. You, you talk about range, that's definitely uh, back there. And he's also doing some special teams work as well. And it's, yeah, is that because Hamp Faye's struggling at quarterback or they need depth at safety? I, I just think it's simply because, look, it, it's clear that Noah Kim is number two. Or if he's not number two, then it's Kaden Hauser. So, yes, Hamp has fallen down the quarterback depth chart to some talented kids. But it looks like he's you know, full go at safety. And uh, Mel likes the way he's running out there, the way he's hitting, the aggression that he has. So that's another safety on the depth chart. Also, safety being taken away is uh, Dylan Tatum, true freshman, early enrollee. Uh, he has moved from safety to cornerback. And then last but not least, this is the one we really want to focus on here, is that Mel Tucker says Davion Prim has moved from running back to cornerback. Um, so there you have it. Uh, Davion Prim, of course, he was the darling of spring ball. Mel Tucker doesn't give out a lot of shine to specific players all too much in spring ball. But one that he kept on giving a lot of a lot of high praise to was Damian Davion Prim, excuse me, Davion Prim. And now for me, that has that has transcended uh, like the Tum Tum Nair shot is coming along at Moneyball storylines of the offseason because all we heard about was how good Davion Prim's doing at running back. All to fast forward in a few months, and now he's in the not even on offense anymore. He's in the cornerback room. So I think we're going to take a lot of spring quotes with a grain of salt moving forward. But nonetheless, let's talk about Davion Prim moving to cornerback. Uh, okay, he's six feet tall. You know, he's got the a, a fine frame for cornerback. Obviously, you know, he's got some speed on him as well to hang with receivers. And the question was, okay, is this because the running back room is just so stacked that they don't need him anymore? Or is it because, uh-oh, that the cornerbacks are not doing as good as we all hoped they would as we get closer and closer to the season. What, why not both? You know, why not both? Look, you have Jarek Broussard, all right, you have Jalen Berger. Those are your clear one and two running backs, or really 1A and 1B. Jordan Simmons is probably going to be the third guy, and you also have Eli Collins. And, oh, yeah, you also have Harold Joyner as well. That's five guys. I, I, I don't think you need a sixth running back, so kind of like what they did with Hamp Fay. Let's move you to a position where you could possibly get some reps at as a backup. Now, am I saying that I'm just terrified of what the cornerback room is looking like going into this season? No, not really. And look, Mel Tucker said it best because I, he knows he knows this more than a lot of other coaches. Quote, it's always difficult to find corners. And yes, very, very telling uh, based on last year because whether it was injuries or just lack of execution you do want as many cornerbacks as humanly possible 
Also helps when Mel Tucker is taking the cornerback room under his wing personally and really putting a lot of focus on those guys himself. So is it bad for the cornerback rooms? Is this ominous? I don't think so. I think it's just, okay, this is a position group that could always use some depth. We have an embarrassment of riches of depth at running back. So why play sixth fiddle when you can play second or maybe even third fiddle? Uh, in the cornerback room. So that was the big news uh, from Mel Tucker today as well. And it was nice, too, the, uh, that we got to hear from Xavier Henderson, of course, uh, returning captain from last year. He was a captain for every single game for Michigan State last year. He's the safety. You guys already know his name. I don't need to tell you who Xavier Henderson is. But he commented on Peyton Thorne, and Peyton Thorne's been getting a lot of good praise in the offseason, which is, yeah, obviously good. <laughs> you know, you don't want your returning redshirt junior quarterback uh, to be faltering in the offseason. And as if there was any indication that, you know, he wouldn't come back strong. Look, I, hey, he, he checks all the cliches, right? Coach's kid, he's headstrong, physically strong, good arm. And we're only getting more of that talk in the offseason because Xavier Henderson, quote, Thorne is taking it to another level. He's just quicker right now than he was last year. He's playing really smart, and Peyton has all the confidence in the world He's not afraid to take his shots. And that's something I really liked from Peyton Thorne last year, is that the shots that he did take, I thought were pretty calculated, right? It's just kind of what Jay Johnson said about his own play calling ability last week. He said, yeah, I'm an aggressive play caller, but I'm not over the top. I like to be calculated with it. And that's why I think Peyton Thorne and Jay Johnson go hand-in-hand really well together, because as a quarterback, that's kind of Peyton Thorne. Right, I, he doesn't make a lot of stupid mistakes. You know, every every single risk that he takes is a calculated one. Very rarely will he put Michigan State in danger. There's only a few times I could really think of offhand, like the final minutes of the Indiana game last year. Okay, probably didn't need a pass to the end zone, going for an interception. But sure, I wasn't thrilled with the early interception against Michigan. But I mean, really, I, if you just look at all his throws. Smart kid, cerebral kid, mentally strong, physically strong. So, yeah, I, of course, I think it's another big year for Peyton Thorne coming up. And it looks like, based on everything we're hearing from the offseason, whether it's players, whether it's coaches, they like what they see out of Peyton Thorne. Uh, also, Xavier Henderson was asked about the offensive line. He said, quote, The O-line is getting better every day. We're going to go as far as our O-line can take us. So it is not just the fans that realize that uh, because, look, they, the players aren't dumb. They know that the offensive line is going to be a massive, massive factor in how far Michigan State goes this season. And Xavier Henderson just says it out loud right there. Uh, but, hey, good that we're getting progress in the eyes of Xavier Henderson. And then last but not least uh, for the quotes and notes from practice today is uh, Henderson says MSU is further along this year than it was a year ago because players know the expectations for effort and other such things. And I think that's a very underrated storyline and a great point that Xavier brings up, that this is the second full offseason, a normal offseason for the program. Last offseason, that was your first time going through a normal camp, you know, no code restrictions. Okay, Mel Tucker doesn't just get here in February and, okay, we got to scramble and, oh, my God, the world's shutting down. I can only talk to my guys through Zoom. I don't know anyone's name. No. Last year was the first normal offseason. So for all the returning players from last year, they already know what to expect from a regular offseason in the Mel Tucker regime. So that only brings comfortability, only brings continuity, 
And I just like Xavier said it best. I mean, this is, yeah, what players expect now. And when you already know what to expect going into an offseason, how is that a bad thing? You know, so yeah, that is a very underrated storyline right there that I'm glad Henderson brought up. Um, we're going to have some basketball talk here in a hot second, but really quick, gang, I just need to uh, pay a few bills. So uh, if you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, let's take a quick pause for that right now. All right. It's time for basketball. That's right. Nothing earth-shattering here, but there is some fun news to talk about. There has been some recruiting, I'm sorry, some ranking changes for some basketball recruits. 24-7 Sports updated theirs. Rivals had a big update, so let's just get into it right now. The new 24-7 Sports basketball rankings. Hope everyone's sitting down here. Uh, if you're driving right now, pull over because this is earth-shattering news that will uh, change the entire trajectory of your day or night Five-star Xavier Booker has moved down in the rankings uh, from number three, and now he's only the number six player in the country, so shoot. We'll get back to him in a little bit. Rivals also updated something, and you're going to like that a lot more than this. But the other three guys in Michigan State's 2023 class, they all saw their stock rise per 24-7 sports rankings. Four-star point guard Jeremy Fears, he moves up six spots. Now he's number 33-ranked kid in the country, just right outside that cutoff of being a five-star, uh, four-star small forward Cohen Carr. He goes up 11 spots to number 45 in the country. And Garrick Norman, he jumps into the top 100. He is rated number 94 per 24-7 sports. So what does that mean? Uh, that means Michigan State still has the number three rated class in the nation. Uh, it was like that before the ranking shift, and it still is like that after. Duke and Kentucky are one and two. And also what it means, too, and this is fun for Michigan State fans, our Spartans have the three highest commits in the Big Ten for the 2023 class. Xavier Booker, Jeremy Fears, Cohen Carr are all higher rated than the next uh, Big Ten commit, and that is Devin Royal. A guy that we talked about, a guy that had Michigan State in his final two, but he is rated number 46, Cohen Carr. Number 45. And then also, Scotty Middleton, uh, another great recruit, Michigan, I, I'm sorry, another great recruit Ohio State just picked up. He's number 47. So, yes, the next two best kids are just behind Cohen Carr, but sitting pretty right there, no doubt about that. So, Xavier Booker, also uh, the, the number two rated center in the country. Jeremy Fears, he's still amongst the best point guards in the country, the number eight rated point guard in the country. Uh, Cohen Carr, number eight rated power forward. In the country, and then as we go all the way down to Garrick Norman, he is the number 20 rated small forward in the country. So, yeah, it goes without saying that this is an amazing class. Um, the mood doesn't change about how great we feel about this class. If anything, you feel a lot better, if that was even possible, <laughs> than before with these uh, ranking updates. But let's talk about one more rankings update, too. 24-7 Sports moved Xavier Booker down from 3 to 6 in their rankings. <gasps> but how about this one? Maybe we're Rivals fans after all because Rivals just shuffled up their rankings a little bit and Xavier Booker is now the number one kid on their website. The number one rated recruit in the country for 2023. So yes, 24-7 Sports knocks him down a few pegs. Rivals anoints him as number one. Two great recruiting sites, very reputable. So you could slice this any way you want, but I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take that. Yeah, so... A lot of love for Michigan State's class right there. And then one 
other note just to uh, bebop on right now is Rocket Watts will be returning to Breslin Center as the Oakland Golden Grizzlies will be coming in December 22nd to Michigan State. Uh, this news dropped a few days ago, but we're just getting to it now. And it's, yeah, no doubt about it, that'll be a fun little storyline. I mean, as if Michigan State needs any more storylines in their non-conference schedule. But yes, the, the annual meeting with Oakland gets renewed. No surprise there. And of course, as you know by now, Rocket Watts transfers from Michigan State to Mississippi State, from Mississippi State to Oakland. So, look, I... I hope he plays well. Uh, this isn't, you know, going to be like if Michigan State gets to schedule Eastern Michigan and you're going up against Imani Bates, and you know, maybe you hope he doesn't have the greatest game in the entire world. If you know, I could just root against an 18 year old kid for a hot second, but no, like I, I think the Rocket Watts separation from Michigan State was probably a, a neutral split. You know, I think it was best for both parties. Uh, Rocket Watts, hopefully finding greener pastures. I hope he puts up. 22 points against Michigan State in a Michigan State like 30 point victory. I, you know, don't catch me going crazy and saying that. Oh, I hope he hits the game and he shot for them. But no, I, I hope he fares well. I, I hope and I think that the fans will treat him well. I don't think he's going to be heckled or, you know, having batteries thrown at him or anything. I, by all accounts, he seemed like a really nice kid. It just didn't work out at Michigan State, unfortunately. And then last year, Mississippi State, he starts the season with an offseason hip surgery and. You never got off the ground after that, so hopefully, third program's the charm. Hopefully, he can find what he's looking for in a program at Oakland, and Oakland is one of those programs that does fairly well with a lot of transfers. I mean, they have become transfer you in a sense, so hopefully, Rocket Watts is one of those guys that can really find his footing there. Um, hopefully, he can shine a little bit at Breslin Center, not too much to where the Grizzlies win, but yeah, there you go. December 22nd, Rocket Watts returning to Reisland Center, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that goes, that'll be a fun one, but uh, we got some time until that game rolls around, so uh, gang, we will see you tomorrow, thank you so much for spending another morning, another evening, another lunch break, Any anytime you listen to the show, thank you for spending it with us at Lockdown Spartans, again, LockdownSpartans at gmail.com if you ever want to reach out with any questions, comments, concerns or anything, uh, for the rest of the week, yeah, we're, we're going to be talking not just about Michigan State, actually. But for Thursday's show, we got Big Ten Ben back. We're going to be talking about the whole Big Ten season as, well, okay, we're kicking off football this week. So what better time to talk to Big Ten Ben than on Thursday. But until then, hey, any news that breaks, we got you here on Lockdown Spartans, your team in green and white, five days a week as we are creeping closer and closer to kickoff. Thank you so much for kicking your day off with us. And now go make your second listen Locked on Big Ten. That's right. So with my guy Nate Dickinson bringing you all the ins and outs of the upcoming college football season in the conference. Just like this show, free and available wherever you beautiful folks get your podcast. Love you all. Go Green.